previously on Diceology. Uh, you've been here living with uh, Father Oliver Rosewood for about a month now. The other thing that you and Rosewood have been doing over this month is you've been working on what I think we should probably loosely call a hollow body, like a holographic body, uh, for the I person like you discovered in the in the mech that, that was downed. The, um, the person who's trapped within their own mind that you visited. Y- you and him both are f- super sure that today is really the day that you're going to get to turn this thing on. That you're going to get to turn on the... What the, the cobbled together device that will let this woman wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, you also promised her that you would give her a name. Uh, thank you. Again. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's one more thing. There's a chance that turning it on could use up too much power at once. I thought of a solution. We put on a backup battery. Right. Where do we get one? I happen to have one. Oh, perfect. Not so perfect. It'll turn the helmet back on. It'll send out a signal. So, if there are any seekers on Tristful, they'd know. And then there's like another, a couple clicks, and then the sound of something spinning up. And, And she fades in, and it's... And she like takes like a second to like look around, and then she just rushes you. And she's like, "Okay, I'm ready." Ready for what? Oh, your name? Maybe. <laughs> Finally. Finally, yeah. She's like, "I'm ready." Okay. Okay. How's Era? I think Juniper's Um, whole body just, like, relaxes at that. Like, in such relief. I'm gonna use it with pride. I'm not gonna... You're gonna be really proud of how I wear this. This name. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you like it. I I spent a long time thinking about it, trust me. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure, and I appreciate it course so i think that this like this moment is here and then there's a buzzing of your communicator okay like just like one in that like in that space where it's like really uncomfortable and super interrupting something (laughs) like the worst time for your cell phone to go off basically sure sure been there Aira's like do you need to get that get what? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she like kind of like, <laughs> like goes to grab it. Um, uh, who is it? She's it's is there like caller ID? Okay. <laughs> um, and I think she picks it up. She's like, she's like Rosewood. Rosewood. It worked. It worked. Um, are you almost here? He's like, no. Um, um, am I on speaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, is there a way to, like, is, th- is it this, like, FaceTime or is this, like, an audio device? I think this is just audio. 
Okay. I um, think there is a FaceTime. There is like that. <laughs> okay. But he does not like it at all. Okay. Like if someone calls him with with the equivalent of FaceTime, he will answer it and then shift it to audio. <laughs> He's that like guy. He does, okay. He he does not like that. He finds okay. he gets really uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. I think she's like she's like Era Era say hi say hi. This is Rosewood. And she's just like uh, hello Rosewood. Um, thank you for everything. He's like I. I think nothing of it. Um. Okay, Ira. all right, we'll see you soon, uh, okay? <laughs> wait, no, no, no. Juniper, I'm sorry. Uh, a child's sick. I need help. Oh, okay. Um, for me? Yeah, uh, look, it's... Did you ever meet Quince or his family, or their family? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, okay, well... Look, they've come down with something. I, I don't, I don't quite know what it is, but it's it's viral. And uh, there's a flower I need to start synthesizing an antiviral. And I put an order in for one, but it's two hundred clicks away. And it's it's okay. I've got it. Gonna, um, there might be some I... in the mountains, is what I'm saying. And you know him better than anybody. Right. Um, can I bring Aira? Aira nods. She's like, mm-hmm. yes, you can bring me. And he's like, I, I don't see why not. Like into town? No, I, I mean... I like, didn't do you want me to that. go into the mountains and then bring them to yeah, you in you town? Just, no, I'm, I need to come back to... to I need to go home and start synthesizing. Uh, okay, I didn't all right. bring everything I needed, so I need to be doing that. But it won't work without. It's called an aurora blossom. I'll, I'll, I'll send you an image, and uh, if you can't find one, you can't find one. That's just how life is sometimes. But uh, I'll find it. Don't worry. They grow in valleys. Uh, they bloom all year round, so they won't. You'll be able to find some if there are there. They won't be dead because of the winter. All right. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you both, and this is supposed to be a happy day. I, I'm... It's still a happy day. We're going yeah. flower picking. <laughs> yeah. Be safe. There's no need to run or anything. It'll be a couple days before I can apply the, the antiviral anyways, so better to take your time. You got it. Thank you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I need to, I need no, to go. No, it's okay. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there when you get back, though. Okay, great. See you soon. Yeah, yeah. And then we can talk about bringing Aira into town. Right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh by I guess and then it just like clicks <laughs> and Aira goes sorry like, he talks like, a little bit slow <laughs> yeah and he's awkward <laughs> you don't even know the half of it I thought you were kind of uh overselling it I think but that's not <laughs> no that's about right just wait till you meet him in person 
Hmm. Well, um, where are we going? On a hike. Come on. <laughs> and I think she just like grabs her coat from off. There's probably like a little coat hanger and just leads her back outside. Do you grab your bag or anything? Yeah, yeah, that too. So you have, what's in the bag now, I guess, is probably a good question. That is a good question. Um, I think I still have my letter from my father in there. I think I just tend to keep it close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've got the pistol. And probably some water and something to eat, right, at this yeah, point? Yeah, like... yeah. The, like the basics. Maybe like a couple of like bandages or something like yeah. that. You've probably gotten better at this whole outdoorsing it adventuring yeah. thing since like probably after the third time you left with a bag of books and a gun, Rosewood was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I'm a seasoned camper now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are both you're heading north, right? To go through the bunker like you did last time. Out the other mm-hmm. side to head down into the valley and past the mountains mm-hmm. to go searching for this. Do you have the map or do you need me to send it to you again? Yeah. Okay. I've got it. Okay. So where are you heading? So I'll, I'll go over this again for the listener while you think about that. So on your, on your communication device, you have essentially a satellite uh readout map of the surrounding area which has some uh, which mostly has symbols uh, for copper ridge and for where rosewood is and places you've already been along with a basic sketch of the terrain and whatnot but during your time going after the mustang with rosewood he connected your communication device with an old piece of uh, of a mech and it put in just a little bit of data that overlaid a couple of symbols on top which uh, is which marks the bunker and where you actually ended up finding era and the city where you found the parts for the hollow body and a flower markation uh, as well far north it just gave you this these old empire symbols like it tried to reconcile the old empire data with like what symbols it could give now like i'm sure that the old empire information wasn't put a flower symbol down and but what your communicator was <laughs> like it gave it all this data and the communicator was like uh uh flower symbol okay we'll do a flower symbol as it tried to understand what was coming into it right so where do you want to go and then we'll make a bit of a travel roll how about well, it seems smart to go to the flower symbol. <laughs> there is an implication there, right? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah why not? Because, I mean, like, I don't think I really, I mean, yes, I've been through these mountains, but, like, I don't know them very well, and I'm. it's kind of guesswork, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, starting with a thing that has a symbol with a flower on it is probably a little better than just being like, I'm just going to go to a place, you know? Mm -hmm. Odds are a little higher, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think I'm going to avoid the, um, 
like the ruins that I went through last time. I think I'm kind of going to go around them. Um, just because I don't super want to subject Aira to the sadness that is there on her first day of being a person. Right. I will say you are going to have to walk past her mech where you found her. Right. There is that. And I'm yeah, not so we entirely can... sure that Juniper's thinking about that. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so we know where you're going. So let's do let's narrate out a little bit and we'll probably know when you need to make a roll. Mhm. So you and Aero start walking up up the mountain a little bit, up the, the 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 rough game trails that Rosewood took you on when you were hunting the Mustang where you came across the old empire doors. You go you take her through the uh through the bunker which I don't know if she's creeped out by exactly. But she does comment that she's like, especially when you get to the hangar bay, that she's like, I feel like I know this place. I know I don't, but it feels like it. Like These walls, they're like mine. I think that's when Juniper's like, oh, yeah, like, damn it. <laughs> Like in her, like she doesn't say that out loud, but she, that's when she kind of like remembers, like, oh, this might actually bring up something for her because this is where I found her, and that's mm-hmm. when she kind of puts the pieces together. Um, so yeah, you're in that in that hangar bay, that bunker bay that's like torn open, and the the sunlight's uh, spilling out because like the snow has stopped, but there's just that layer on the ground and it's sunny now. And you guys are walking out. Does Juniper, do anything? Does she, like, stop? Does she try and prepare? Or... Is there, like, no avoiding it? Like, is there a way that Juniper could, like, take the long way around? If you wanted to go around the mountain and avoid the the tunnel entirely, but that could take... You don't know how long you could take. People don't... Okay. People don't hike over the mountain. There's no trail going over the mountain. And you okay. can get through the mountain in about ten minutes. Okay, yeah, then she's gonna, um, I guess I, I'm just gonna stop her, like, kind of put a hand in front of her to stop her, um, and just say, there's probably a reason why this place is bringing up, um, feelings for you, um, and I have to tell you something, just past here, it's, it's where I found you. Oh. I need to see that. I need to see that. Okay. Do you want me to come or do you want a moment alone? No, you you can come. Okay. Um I'm here if you need anything, okay? Yeah. Okay. And I lead her to the broken down mech. Right, and it's... And it's cut in half, and there's a big hole in the chest. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think she walks up to it. She looks at it for a really long time. And then, like, looks back at you. And you said you found me in the hole in the chest? Yeah. 
she like kind of inspects it for a little while and she's she looks back at you again and she says it has it this one looks just like the one in my bay in my dream just all torn up i know i don't have any memories of this but it makes me so sad what can i do I'm happy to feel sad. It's my feeling. Sometimes it's better to feel anything at all. Yeah. And she like stands up and she says, I don't know if it's my gravesite exactly, but it's strange to visit it. I understand. We should go. There's a sick child. And, uh... Okay. If you're I'm ready. not in danger anymore. No, you're not. And I... She makes a motion to, like, pat the... The mech remains. Mm-hmm. She's starting to get better at, like, the aim, essentially, where, like, uh-huh. she can aim to make things look right. Mm-hmm. And so it it really does, like, if, if she could make sound with it, it would have looked like she really did pat it. Right. And then she leaves with you. Cool. So, I think we should probably make a roll here, because you are traveling many clicks north. Yes, this is pretty far. Um, And I think like that, but I think that she's happy to do it because, and maybe that's even a part of why she's going so far is because she Mm -hmm. wants to get the most time with Aira as she can. And like, she loves just like walking through this beautiful place with her. Yeah. So why don't we make a roll then? Alrighty. Kind of like last time, I don't think the difficulty is super high. There's just risk when you're traveling so far from help. So I think the difficulty is just two here. Okay. Because I don't think um, Aira makes makes this more difficult. Like, she's not tripping over anything or sure. whatever, right? Yeah, of course. So are you using your explorer trait here? Yes, I am. So, so one for doing a thing, explorer. And then I'd say... Hardy and nimble. Not curious this time? Yeah. I was also going to see if you would take curious. <laughs> I'll take curious. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so five. Yeah, that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. Five to get two. Yeah. And I think I'll take my odds here. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. I think I'll just roll the five. So. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh no, that that can't be good. I got one. You got one success. I got one success out of five. What else did you roll? Did you Let's roll a see, bunch of I ones? Rolled, I rolled two ones, two twos, and a three. <laughs> That's no successes. No, I also, like, I meant, like, besides the four. I also got a four. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
That's still not great. I didn't great. fail That's... quite that hard, but <laughs> yikes. Big okay. yikes. Big yikes. So, when events warrant, or especially when you fail a roll, the GM may impose a condition on your character. Injured, dead, tired, angry, lost, hunted, or trapped. When you take a condition, mark its box and say how it comes about. Note that the dead condition just means presumed dead unless you say otherwise. You are lost. But not like lost in the environment. You're lost hanging out with Aira. (laughs) You are not paying attention to things. Totally. So you completely miss the ship flying over your head back towards Copper Ridge. Oh, no. Yep. You're almost there when that happens, by the way. Oh, so no. I will okay. just, I will just mark the lost under your pool dice. I'll make it bold. <sighs> I'll put it in capital letters. Hell, I'll make oh, it red. No. That's so scary. So when you have a condition, certain actions will just be a little bit harder. All right. So the difficulty will increase. Man, don't spend time with pretty girls. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. (laughs) I can can attest to that. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Yeah. So as you kind of descend the... So you come out of the mountains, right, outside, you pass the mech, and it's this slanted, steep hillside, right? You've, you've slid down that in, sun, in mud before, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the, pine, the pines start thinning out as you get onto the, into the fields, and, like, the, the smell of pine, like, gives way to this, like, endless-looking field of, of snow with sagebrush poking out that are also, like, snow-covered, mm-hmm. which Aira is just adoring. <laughs> like she runs out in front of you and then is like disappointed by the lack of footsteps in the snow Aww. and so like turns around and walks in yours Aww. instead and as you're traveling you notice that she starts doing a thing that is a little odd so most of her movements are really human like she just like, she'll walk and talk and makes human motions. But uh-huh. every once in a while, she'll kind of, like, float about and move about, like, in three-dimensional space. Like, she's being propulsed by different things. Like, have you ever seen, mm-hmm. like, an astronaut um, float yeah. doing a spacewalk and then, like, press a thing and a little bit of, like, gas will be released to push push them in a different direction? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know it's what you're not about. unlike It's not unlike that. Okay. Like, she moves just a little, not funny, but, like, she's not floating like a ghost would. Mm Mm-hmm. She's moving like something else. But most of the time, she just wants to walk next to you. But every once in a while, she gets excited and, like, wants to move really quickly. And it seems like her instinct is to move like that. Okay. So Um, that's a little unusual. As a player, but, I am concerned, but I don't think that Juniper thinks much of it. Like, I think that she's just like, yeah, that's how technology works, probably. I don't know. <laughs> right. It could be glitching. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think you're about a little over halfway there uh, when she sees the, the ruins off in the distance. 
And she like stops for a second and she's like, that kind of looks like my drawing, doesn't it? Oh, you're right. Have you been here? Do you know? Makes me feel angry. Like I lost something there. Anger's okay. Anger can help. I just... There's no memory attached to it. Juniper. I think the feeling is the most powerful part of the memory. Well, then I'm glad I have that. Me too. And she kind of strides off with just a little bit more purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she looks at it again. Like, like something about it upsets her. Okay. And it's, and it's clear that there's probably something circular to that, like where she's like, I am upset by this, but I don't know why I'm upset by this. And so I'm upset that I don't know why I'm upset. And it just kind of <laughs> like circles a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. The best cycle. The best cycle. Until she sees dotted amongst the, the sagebrush when you're almost there. This is probably about when the, the ship flies over your guys' heads and neither of you notice. Because... I'm pretty sure it's the ship that causes this all like a thousand blackbirds take off and she's just enamored by this. And she, she kind of like giggles as a couple fly through her. (laughs) And like after the flock passes, you know, like she like turns and looks at you and we get like the shot of you reacting. However you react in, in the corner, like the viewer could see the ship flying away oh yeah juniper's just giggling like just as happy as she is just happy at her reaction (laughs) yeah i'm named after those you know era's like yes you are do they remind (laughs) you of anything blackbirds yeah did you did your family earn that name or um not not to my knowledge. I mean, I guess it just, it, it reminds me of home because it, I, it's family symbol, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think her voice kind of falters. Um, cause that's kind of like a really bittersweet memory and she doesn't really want it to intrude while she's like super happy with Aira. <laughs> like, like, you know, when you're like trying to forget something because like yeah. you're like happy in the moment and you don't want it like to let that thing make you sad. Yeah. I think that's kind of like where she's at. I think Era looks at you and says, you can be sad. <sighs> Not you just yet. You can be angry. Not just yet. You've let me, you've let me be both. And she kind of like walks <laughs> ahead. She just sighs and smiles a little bit um, and walks to catch up with her. So it takes just a little bit longer before you reach essentially the beginning of that icon. Because the icon indicates a whole area, not just like a single thing necessarily. So it takes a little while. But you start noticing these... hmm, What color are they? What color would a flower called the Aurora Blossom be? Hmm. 
I mean, when I think of Aurora, I think of like the lights and like, I, th- I guess like purples and greens and blues. Yeah. So you, you, you both keep walking and every once in a while you start seeing these, these flowers with huge petals that like arc and bend and have those bright colors to them. Like just one here, another there, until you kind of crest a hill and there's just a sea of them pushing out through the snow. But in this sort of this, this moor, this divot in the valley, there's more sticking out in the snow. The wreckage of 200, 300 mechs. Wow. And I think Aira just like takes like a step back when she sees that. Because I'm sure she's running ahead the whole time, right? Just a few mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. Her legs are longer than yours. She's also a hologram, so not bound by like effort or physics, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, so she steps back and she just like puts a hand over her mouth. Um, at that, Juniper like runs up next to her and she's about to ask what's wrong and then she sees it. Um, right. And... I don't even think she knows what to say. She just, like, is, like, looking at Aira, like, really worried. She, like, I don't even have a feeling around this one. I mean, this looks like a horrible battle, but nothing special. Are you okay? I mean, as okay as anybody can see be looking at something like this. Right. Of course. I mean, each each Um, one of those was a person. There were people like you in all of these, right? If I was a pilot, I don't know if even I or... That's the right word. Each one of them has a pilot. Had a pilot. And she starts walking down and she's like, And there must have been infantry, people outside, just on the ground. She like turns and looks at you and she's like, this is a good planet. It's trying to, she like gestures to the flower. She's like, it's like it's trying to like heal its own scar. And Juniper nods and says, let's not take the flowers from there. Let's take them from the surrounding area. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I am. Um. I guess more worried for you than anything, if I'm being honest. Uh, this... It's painful to see, but it, it wasn't my time. I didn't live through things like this. I didn't either. I suppose not. (laughs) It's complicated, I think. It is. Do you want to take a look around? Maybe there's something useful. I don't feel overly comfortable. It feels like raiding a graveyard. 
I'm not. I mean, last time you did, you found me. You're right. You're right. Um, and if there are other lives to be saved, or I don't know, it's. I suppose it's worth it. Um, let's do a quick scan, okay? Okay, is this a roll here? Like, trying to see if there's anything useful? Certainly. I, it kind of depends on how you want to go about it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would say this is an explorer role. This is a very, like, delicate search. This isn't, like, you know, taking pieces off of X necessarily or, like, no, just kind of, no, like, running no. through them. It's very, like, like, it's really, um, what's the word? It's just so grim. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not something that she totally wants to be doing, but um, Aira made a good enough point <laughs> that she's doing it. It's right. just not super eager. So, for Explorer, so, do you agree with that? Yeah, so one for doing a thing, one for Explorer. Um, Ancient lore? Yeah, curious, I think applies... You're kind of describing her not acting that curious. <laughs> That's fair. I say nimble. Could... I say nimble in ruins, though, because you did describe her being really careful. Yeah, yeah. And these are these are ruins. Um, okay, so that's five dice. So the difficulty is going to be three because you're lost. Okay. Because and I've, I have all my pool it... dice back, right? Uh no. Because... Didn't I fail something? You failed something, so you get one more, but you don't get them all back because you succeeded. Uh, okay. Got yeah. it. Unless you want to use your secret. That's nah, all right. Um, I think I'm going to use two pool dice here. Cool. So if you succeed, that'll leave you with four, and that means you're rolling with grand total of seven, seven. dice? For th- mm-hmm. Seven for three. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep, I got four hits, so I can do it. Okay. So I think, I think you, I think you take, you take like an hour to do this. Okay. You don't find anything like her, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, as we talked about earlier, there, there has never, no one's ever come across something like Aira before. Right. So the odds of that happening again. No. So you don't mm-hmm. run across anyone that needs to be saved. Which I think you can see on Aira's face immediately, like, lightens her. Like, she saw this and immediately thought, oh my god, there might be 100, 200 people like me trapped, you know? Totally, yeah. And it took so long to get me out, even a little, that that's such an overwhelming... Right? So... That's, mm. like, a big relief. And I bet you even explained to her that, like, n- nobody knew what this device did and, and I found, like, you know, like... And that probably mm-hmm. relieves her quite a bit. But what you do find while you are wandering about is you find an indent in the snow. Okay. It appears to be... You take a long look at it and it appears to be ship-shaped. And there's melt marks from where it came in and left. Okay, so this is a big indent. 
Yeah, so it's like a freighter-sized ship. So a freighter ship is about the size of a small house. Okay. And there are footsteps leading from one end of it. And it kind of like, you kind of follow them for a little while, both of you follow, and they kind of meander from like mech to mech. And as you go from mech to mech, you see this person did not do the thing you did. Like there are just pieces ripped off and then like tossed carelessly in the snow. There's a lot of anger that comes up for Juniper here. Like a lot of anger. And I think it shows. I'm sure. And then the, the footsteps stop at a particular one and there's wires sticking out of it along with a small blinking light. It's like Aras. No, it's not the same piece. It's a different piece. Okay, um, I think I usher Aira over towards me if she's not. I don't know if we split up or... Um, I think she's like over at a different mech looking around. Okay. Uh, and when you... Do you call her? Yeah, I'm like, Aira, come here. There's something you have to see. I bet there's a lot of distress in your voice after the things you've seen. Yeah. And so like... How do I explain this? You look over to her and she jumps off the ground and flies to you. Like she was wearing like a jetpack or something. Okay. And it seems like she does it naturally without even thinking like, oh, this person needs me to be there right now. And so I'm Mm going to get there as fast as I can. Like, if someone, like, was really worried, and I could hear it in their voice, and they called me over, I would sprint, right? Right, right. Her instinct when going as fast as possible, apparently, is not to sprint. Okay, (laughs) so, um, that's really interesting, but it's not as pressing, so I think, like, as what Juniper is seeing here, I think, in her head, so, um, I think I'm just like, cool, um, but look... Look, there was a there was a ship here, and I don't. What is there's a piece? It's blinking. It's it's close to what you looked like, but it's not. Um, do you know anything about this? Uh, she like she like leans in really close. Like I think she even like her body pushes in through it because it can, so she can get as close mm-hmm. as she wants. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it for a minute and she like kind of stands up and she's like, "Uh, that's a navigational core. What does that mean? Uh, It holds coordinates. Coordinates, okay. Yeah, usually coordinates to uh, open and functional locations. Okay, um... It, it looks like it's still functioning. Is it useful? Uh, if you hook me up to it, maybe I can get the information off of it. We might as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so I'm gonna, like, cut this thing out of this mech, essentially, if that's what I have to do. No, there's this other person pulled these wires out. It looks like they connected it to something else as well. Oh, okay. So wait, they already used it? Yeah, there's footprints leading back to the ship. 
or the indentation of where the ship was, I guess. Sorry. Okay. In that case, yeah, I'm just going to um, take it out and put it in my bag. And then I want to go examine the footprints in the ship indent more. Okay. So I, you don't have to take the piece out. You can just hook it up straight to Aira. Oh, okay. Because she is still technically a device. Right. And she's a functional device that can connect to this, informate these things properly. Oh, perfect. Okay. Then, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) So, like, you do that, and Aira kind of, like, looks up, kind of like she's, like, remembering something. And then she's like, okay, I got it. So, um. I can't, uh. Okay, here. And she, like, kind of, like, holds her hand out a set for a second, and a projection of the Runa system appears. Hmm. But it's labeled in a, in a, in a language you don't understand. She's like, can you overlay your communicators? Can you pull up the same image? think so um and i'm gonna try to do that i think yours doesn't holographically project but you can like pull up <laughs> one right mm-hmm, sure. so like you guys could point it's like pointing at different atlases she's mm-hmm. like okay so here she's like i don't i it's hard to explain the name but what do you call this hold moon four now I guess. Is that a yeah? Is that familiar yeah? I to know you? it. Yes, it's familiar. Hold Moon Four. That is an ugly name for a thing. Yeah. So she listens to you explain that Hold Moon Four is a moon that is under the control of the New Empire. It has a jump gate. It's pretty well populated, but it is a volatile volcanic moon, and. Mm. Due to the amount of ash and constant storms in the air, people don't live out in the atmosphere. They live under domes because the climate's just so harsh. And outside of it, like the, it's got a, such a thin crust. And under the nearly endless like thunderstorms and like volcanic eruptions, like people just don't go outside of the domes. And there's a ton of old empire ruins over there and mech wreckages, but they are difficult to reach. So they're relatively underexplored. And so, yeah, it's a new, it's, it's a new empire place. Like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but every time your father, Lord Blackbird has gone like on business, he always dreads it. And he always comes back looking so sick and tired. Mm. Like it is not a good place to live. Right. So you explain that to her and she kind of like squints at that. She's like, okay. Well, and then she kind of zooms in further and she's like, there's a facility with apparently functioning data banks over there. What exactly does that mean? Uh, I suppose it would mean old empire information? Records, maybe? Wow, did... Do people know about this? Like, I... Maybe, That seems maybe important. Well, I... Most things have da- data banks, you know, of some kind. 
and maybe this is the only record of maybe this is the only functional guide to it left you know i don't know could it help you learn about who you were i don't know it looks like it's probably some sort of governmental or military information maybe but it'd be a long shot okay well can't you not you're not allowed to go there are you i mean technically maybe not but it seems important and if there's a chance that it could help you find out who you were or are i guess it's worth it you really want to risk that yes i think the uh the the little blinking light fades she kind of looks at it and she says well i have it saved and she kind of like puts it away juniper why are you doing this all for me because you deserve help would you be doing all this for me if i wasn't some one of a kind thing you found you're not a thing and you're not a relic to me you're a good person trying to survive and that's what i meant to do that's what everyone should do um is help people who need it I think she chuckles a little bit because that's like kind of an overwhelming thing. Mm-hmm. I wish I remembered more about my culture or something so I could know if there was like some sort of like life debt thing I could trade you or something. You don't owe me anything. I you've owe given you me everything. You've given me enough in your friendship. Truly, I've I've been lonely That's... here and confiding in you and trusting you and letting you hear my story is, I mean, that's a better gift than I, that's the best gift I could ever ask for. Trust me, you've done enough and um, you are enough. Okay. That is a lot to accept, but <laughs> Okay. I'm just not going to leave your side, okay? Okay. I'm not going to... Not literally. Literally, that would be a little... Um, but you know what I mean, right? I know what you mean. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up the hill and I'm going to see if I can find a good patch of those um, aurora blossoms. You're going to look at those footprints and then we'll go? Yeah. Still a yeah, sick but... kid, you know? Of course. Big day. Yeah. Big day. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know what I find. Meet me back okay. here soon, okay? Yeah. And I think she, like, walks up the hill. Okay. So I think I, I want to take a closer look at or see if there's anything else. What's going on here? If I can kind of... I think all you can get is that they were really heavy boot prints. 
Okay. Not big. They're small. Heavy boot, but small feet. Like smaller than yours. Okay. And all of this is recent. Okay. Um, but there's no like there's no indication that I know like of which way the ship took off. No, because like once it's in the air, then it can go any direction it wants without leaving a trail, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean I don't think I think the only alarm that is struck in Juniper's head is like no one else is supposed to be able to get here or like is supposed to or has explored here before like this seems like a place that's pretty foreign and inaccessible to a lot of people mm-hmm. like that's odd yeah. and it's odd and she does want to know more but it's not like like the thought in her head isn't huh there's a ship flying towards my town where my friends are maybe that's dangerous you know like right. that doesn't really occur to her because she doesn't know which way it went and like that's not the first thought that pops into her head <laughs> yeah so you just climb back up the hill and look for yeah. where Ira is? Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like, I think there is kind of an uneasy feeling, like, in her stomach, you know, like, kind of that gut instinct, like, something here mm-hmm. is wrong, but it's not, like, she doesn't totally put the pieces together. Um, so, yeah, she just kind of hurriedly walks up towards Aira. Did you get the flowers? She she's kneeling down when you get there and she like looks up at you. She's like, I forgot I can't pick them. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, hologram, right. Um, here, let me let me help you with that. And Juniper picks like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And as you guys stand up, she. She kind of like cocks her head and she's like. But. Maybe. And she like closes her eyes and like scrunches up her face for a second. And then like the, she has flowers in her hair normally, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of uh, like vague, unidentifiable flowers. Mm-hmm. And you watch them like slowly morph into Aurora blossoms. Aw, that's cool. She's like, did I do it? Yeah, you did that. How did you do that? Like the pencil. This isn't... She, like, looks at looking at her body. It's like, it's not matter in the same way. It's light. And I'm the one projecting it, right? So I, I can look how I want to look. Reality is what we make it. Uh, I guess in this body a little bit more, literally. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um... You look, um, you, you look beautiful. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, so we should probably go, right? <laughs> I think she smiles really broadly and says, yeah, we should go. And so I think they just start heading home. Mm-hmm. Unless anything stops them or no, it's in their way. I don't think so. I think it takes... A, the, these. This trip has taken a really long time. You've never gone out this far before. Luckily, you left pretty early. But it is winter. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're climbing up the mountains again, 
a storm has rolled in and it's snowing and it's and at first it snows really lightly and Aira's like pretty excited about it uh uh-huh. and then it starts getting like really harsh and like it doesn't bother her but she sees how it's affecting you mm-hmm. and as it's getting darker she she's adjusting like the settings on the projector to be brighter and she looks worried about you for sure okay um yeah i think i don't know i mean i think juniper's like trying not to look too bothered by it um but that feeling in her gut is kind of growing stronger and she really just wants to get home Mm -hmm. um yeah so you guys go into the tunnel which is like some brief respite mm -hmm. you know i think before you go in i think era again like stops by arguably her her mac right like her mac yeah yeah and she like she like kind of like looks at it for a second like she doesn't really know what to do and then kind of like awkwardly like bows at it and she's like "Ah," and then like kind of hurriedly comes back (laughs) and she's like i don't know what just felt weird to walk past it sorry to take up time i know we're in a bit of a hurry no no that's important so you guys go through the tunnel and as you come out you know the smell of pine and snow is like really thick in the air along with as you get closer and closer to the temple uh the smell of ship exhaust Mm -hmm. and then i think because you have not so limited eyes you spot it first but next to rosewood's temple there's a ship it's gunmetal gray it has 11 interlocking rings engraved on both sides of it Uh, oh boy it looks to be a freighter class roughly the size of the imprint you saw and as you get closer, you kind of get the impression that this thing was built by hand, like custom made by spare parts, piece mm-hmm. by piece. And it's like, it was not manufactured and like the roughness and heaviness of the metal, there is a similar style to the gun you carry and the armor that Rosewood hides under his floorboards. Mm. As you get closer, you can see that, like, there was a shootout. Like, there were windows busted. Wait, I'm uh, sorry, in you... Rosewood's home? Yeah. Shit. And as you guys get pretty close, like, 100 yards, so Aira can see this clearly, too, there's the sound of splintering wood and you watch Rosewood get pushed, kicked, thrown, it's unclear, through his front door and hit his like front porch and steps hard and roll to the ground. And then what appears to be a woman steps out. She's very short, 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, She's wearing heavy armor and robes uh, and a helmet that covers her entire head. She's holding a pistol that looks relatively similar to yours. It's not a revolver, but it's just, it looks familiar. And Rosewood's like lying on his back. He looks like he's been shot. She like kneels down on him, like she straddles his chest 
And I think Aero really quickly whispers, we should hide. I think Juniper just says, no, I'm sorry, I can't. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Lady Blackbird was developed by John Harper. Soundscapes created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. And if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening to Diceology. Diceology.